Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-949 FM. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and UNLV men's basketball playing in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament, Air Force. And currently, UNLV is a 12.5-point favorite over Air Force. Uh, this could be a tough game for UNLV because lately they have not been able to defend the three-point shot. Air Force does that along with a lot of backdoor cuts. Um, so we've got TJ Oselberger, uh yesterday had a press conference talking about getting ready for tournament play. And uh, one question at the end from my former uh, co-host, Tyler Bischoff, asking him about his interest in the Iowa State job. So uh, you'll hear his comments on that. So here's T.J. Otzelberger, pre-game, pre-tournament press conference, courtesy of the UNLV Network. Yeah, excited to have an opportunity to, you know, play for the conference tournament, especially on the home floor. And we know that the... Uh, you know, with the Air Force, we had two hard-fought games, um, you know, not too long ago. Uh, we know guarding the Princeton offense and uh, their matchup zone defense posed uh, unique challenges, but we've been hard at work the last few days and excited for the opportunity uh, tomorrow. Start with Tyler Bischoff. Hey, TJ, I just wanted to ask you um, about Nick Blake and his minutes have been down a little bit the last few games and he hasn't really shot much. Do you want to see more aggressiveness from him or is, like, the extra point guard responsibility been too much? How would you assess what he's been the last five games or so? Yeah, we, we want Nick to be aggressive. His, what he brings to our team is a very uh, yeah, guy who can make plays, get in the paint, uh, we can post him stuff. And so I know it's hard as a freshman – you know, you start for a period of time and then you're not starting. So it would be uh, natural that he would, you know, start to maybe analyze or think about things. But uh, last few days he's been really aggressive in practice. We need him to be. We need him. To, uh, we don't have a lot of guys that can create an advantage against the defense and then make the right play, and Nick is one of those. So when we come to the game, we're looking at it more from a standpoint, night in and night out, who is – Who's giving us a better chance to win? 
And as much as we need him to make plays offensively, Nick's defensive energy and rebounding, if that's there, that's when his minutes are really going to climb. So as much as we talked, I just talked offense, we're, we're really looking at his defensive energy, his intent, his activity level, rebounding. And if that's at a high level, you know, he's going to get more minutes. Paloma? Hey, Coach, what change in intensity did you see in practice this week? You know, I, I, guys probably understanding that this is coming to a close, and this year has felt like multiple years packed into one when you look at, you know, what's all going on uh, prior. So it's natural to the guys on our team that they – they wear that. They feel like there's a mental effect. They, they weren't able to go home for Christmas. It's all those things. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have two games added. And now it's, oh, no, the end is in sight and, or could be. So I think they've had that sense of urgency. You know, and I, I think for most of them, we've talked a lot about, look, we, we know where we're at right now. And at the same time, um, you know, somebody's going to get an automatic bid from this league based on winning three or four games in consecutive days. So we are on our court, even though it doesn't have the same logos on it and whatever it is, uh, signage around. But it's uh, it's a chance for us to, you know, play our best basketball and, and, and really uh, try to still take that step and build some momentum, even though it's, you know, we're towards the end. Air Force made 15 three-point baskets in game one against you guys, and then Wyoming hit 10 three-point baskets. What will the focus be tomorrow in guarding the three-point line? To guard the three-point line? Um, no, but in all serious, like, it's the same things that keep happening. I feel like it's like the definition of insanity. Like, we've got to have ball pressure so that people can't just make, like, direct line passes. We've got to have our hands active on the ball. We've got to have an awareness off the ball that as the opposing player is attempting to make a pass to our man, that we get to that closeout and beat the ball to the closeout. We've got to not get caught watching the ball against them. Back cuts and everything, you get like mesmerized watching the ball. And it happened to us in both games against, I mean, you could call it the Wyoming game, but it's been a, you know, it's been an Achilles heel for us, our ability to guard the three point line. And they're a team that attempts a lot of threes. And they've shot it well against us, better than against others. So it's been something that we've tried to continue to hammer home with film, with talk, with drills, with breakdowns, with practice. And it's something that we need to demonstrate the ability to do because we respect their team and their program and know that if, if they're able to come in here and shoot it like they have, they're going to put themselves in position to win. So we have to you know, control our, our fate that way and not just hope they miss. Michael Mullen. Yeah, going back to what you were saying about um, the sense of urgency, um, you've talked throughout the, the season about some specific things, you know, uh, ball movement or, you know, defensive awareness that you were just mentioning. Um, 
are you seeing you know improvements in those specific areas, or is it a situation where you're hoping that that urgency that you know it could end your season, that the light sort of goes on for these players, or are you seeing that all, already in practice now? Yeah, we're not seeing the progress that we would like to have in terms of ball movement. Really, it's not as simple as just looking at the assist to turnover numbers because I think that's what people will look at. That. More so about is there a flow to our offense? So guys going into who's open? Are we making the unselfish play? When we collapse the defense, are we willing passers and making the kicks? And then not only are we willing, but like we throw shootable passes. I think there's a lot of times we throw the ball to the right person, but our sense of pride in like making a shootable pass, throwing a pass on time and on target needs to be better. So I've not been happy. I've seen us progress in those areas in practice, but it hasn't come out in the game in the way we'd like. Uh, defensively, the same thing. We're continuing to work on, you know, different ways to teach, emphasize, um, and instruct so that at some point certain things, um, you know, come out in the game the way we'd like. And, and like guarding the threes probably as much as anything. So to be honest, I'm not seeing I'm seeing glimpses and stretches. I'm not seeing a completion in continuous production, and I, and that's what we see in the games. There's you know we we have these lulls and these stretches that put us in a, in a tough spot. And more than the X's and O's or the scheme and the strategy, I think that's attributed to our overall maturity as a team. We play to these highs and these lows depending on the opponent and the situation that really put us in some tough spots where teams go on these these quick runs in these short periods of time and we don't always have like the offensive spurt ability to offset those. Tyler with another one. Uh, is that your color coordinated bookcase? Yes, that would be one of my many disorders uh, on display. Uh, I can read which, contrary to popular belief, um, that is one of my strengths, the force of habit. But I have one of these at home, too, and I have an issue with organizing things, and that is on full display. So sorry for the transparency or the overshare, but, yep, cards are on the table. You have to go book by book when you get a new one to put it in there? Not to that extent, because you can see here we have some new ones that we haven't got in there yet. But um, there's been some other priorities these last uh, this last few months that have taken precedence over the organization. But at whatever point our season concludes, we will absolutely make sure that we get that fixed because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want it looking disheveled the next time we have the opportunity to have one of these soon. Uh, and then. Would the Iowa State job be a job you would consider taking? You know, I, I don't have any comment on that. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Every weekend, and they're gone for the night. Where do you think they go? Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? Go ask them when they get back. They're back. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we can afford $99. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. 
Coach's Corner continues. Welcome back to Coach's Corner, and we've got part two of T.J. Oselberger's pre-tournament press conference, courtesy of the UNLV Network. Hey, I was just going to, it's kind of off topic a little bit. I was just kind of wondering your feelings on these uh, these these post-league tournaments. Some teams that are kind of on the bubble would have wished they maybe hadn't played because of all the COVID concerns and so forth. I was just kind of wondering your thoughts. Are you kind of sympathetic to some of those coaches who, you know, whether they're on the bubble or not, I guess, is playing these post-league tournaments this year with COVID concerns in the NCAA tournament around the corner? Well, there's certainly unique challenges that um, we've all been hit with. I think, you know, if you're one of those teams that's fortunate enough to be in the NCAA tournament picture have for possibility, I wouldn't be the person to ask if I feel sorry for them because I wish I was in their position. So from my vantage point, um, you know, all these leagues made the decisions that they made, uh, whether, you know, with conference tournament and adding additional games, but they, you know, for one reason or another, whether it was TV games or whether it was, uh, you know, some, some reason they felt they needed to play the games and then, the same for the conference tournament. So, you know, all of us coaches know what we sign up for. And in our league specifically, it's been one that, you know, has been more of a two-bid league in recent memory. And we're in a unique position to have potentially four teams have a chance at it. And now they need to come to the conference tournament and probably avoid a tough loss, which there's some good teams in the middle of our league that could do that. So, um you know, to answer it, I guess, as directly as I can, I think it's, it's certainly a, a, a variable or, or a challenge. Um, but my empathy and sympathy for those that are on the bubble for the NCAA tournament right now isn't at a real high level because I, I certainly wish I was in that position. One more question. I remember it was about a month ago. I thought it was interesting what you said after a game one time. For you to be the successful coach that you want to be, you're going to need some leadership out of these guys. Um, it was following a loss, a disappointing loss. And I was just kind of wondering now, going to the tournament, probably now more than ever, you need some sort of leadership in, in, a, in a post-league tournament like this. You kind of found that through the course of the last month or so? Probably not to the extent that we would have liked to. I don't, I don't believe you just wake up one day and decide to start leading. I think leadership is the culmination of daily habits over long stretches of time, not tens of days, but closer to thousands of days, um, for sure hundreds. And to lead, you have to do, you know, you have to have your daily routine and your habits that you perform each and every day, regardless of you're sick, tired, hurt, sore, um, the dog ate your homework, whatever it might be, you have to come every single day with an unrelenting enthusiasm and an attitude of excitement to do your job, whatever, and in whatever way that I say that it is your job. So we haven't been as good at that as I would like. And it's never too late to have that leadership kind of step up. And, and, and there's certainly times in the game you can communicate more, you can make a play for a teammate. You, there's so many ways leadership can come out. And We've spent a lot of time this year trying to educate our guys on what that looks like, how you need to go about that. And if you are going to be someone that leads, whether it's by example or, or vocally, 
probably need to make sure that you do your job every single day to the best of your ability as a starting point. Sprint back, block out, make the extra pass, um, you know, talk in the huddles, communicate defensively. And those are things that we haven't done to the standard that I would like this season. We could give a litany of reasons based on COVID and shutdown and youth and no point guard, but we've already been through that. So I think more than anything, we're trying to continue to build and cultivate cultivate that. And as I mentioned earlier, like teams that are successful, especially later in the year, are led by the players. And ours was led last year by the players, and it was Marvin and Eli. And when we started hitting our stride, those guys were taking the command of our team. And it was every single day. So there was no question. We haven't had that same thing happen to our team this season. You know, final question. That, that, that almost comes to mind then following that San Diego State game where uh, David Jenkins said one thing that really impressed him was how much talking the Aztecs did on the court. said it was nonstop talking. I guess that almost kind of that must mean it's not happening now for the Rebels and needs to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, they've they built those habits there for a long period of time. I mean, Coach Dutcher does a tremendous job and respect him as much as any coach in our league. At the same time, you're going on probably 20 years of habits. They didn't just start talking on defense this year or last year, although maybe they had a few guys that led better. They, they've had 20 years of habits of, Older guys telling the younger guys, this is how we do it, and then and then doing it. So as an outsider, you look at it and say, why wouldn't you just talk? It sounds simple enough to talk on defense. You either don't value it, it's not being emphasized, you're not sure what to say, there's all these reasons. And to me, the teams that are successful, they're able to demonstrate those things, you know, day in and day out. There's a, I don't want to say intimidating, but when you're playing a team that's doing that, our guys all took notice. They, they talk better than anybody in the league, and they talk continuously. And it's, it goes back to the things that we want to develop. It's because they have pride in their program. It's because they've got guys who are fourth-year, fifth-year seniors. It's because they've had freshmen come into their program, and they didn't get rewarded right away with playing time. They had to work to earn it. And so they know how important it is to value that and – that's why they've been as successful as they have and why they won the league for two straight years. So I hate to say we're looking to emulate one of our opponents or fierce rivals or whatever you want to say, but that's what we want to have and what we want to build because it's impressive. Uh, final question for me, uh, Coach. Is it fun to play the uh, – the, the, I mean, when you think of the backdoor cut, how fun is that to, to uh, prepare for? Yeah, I'm not sure that our guys take a overwhelm. I wouldn't call it enjoyable to guard it for uh, 30 seconds every possession. We're going to try to dictate a little bit more and be more aggressive, but it's got as much mental uh, staying. You have to have mental staying power as much as the physical. You have to be able to play through the entire possession. Where we, you know, had our challenges against them the first two games is that. We do okay for about 20 seconds, and then late in the clock, you know, they get they make a shot, they get a back or get a drive. So um, I'm not suggesting that there's certain systems we like to play against more than others, but the methodical nature of the way they do things is there's a reason they do it, and it's 
to really challenge your ability to guard 30 seconds. And at this point, that hasn't been our greatest strength. So we're continuing to, you know, to try to work on that and, and, and accomplish it. Well, good luck, good luck to you tomorrow. I appreciate it, buddy. But Adam Hill. Coach, first one, obviously the, the season didn't end the way you wanted it to. Um, obviously, it's, it's a tough loss to take. But uh, did you like your team's response to what happened in Wyoming? You know, I'll, I'll be able to tell you that more at between 1.30 and 3.30 tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I know what we do in practice, and I believe in our process. I've seen it work at as a head coach. I've seen it work as an associate head coach, assistant coach. So I know what we're doing on a daily basis is, is giving us a great chance to build the work habits to be successful. But there's not like a quick fix or a magic formula to find a way to succeed. Like, you've got to if, – if, if winning on uh, tomorrow is really important to us, it's the daily habits. I thought we had two good practices. But now it's demanding that those habits come out during the game. And not only demanding we do, because I feel like we show them in stretches, but we play with immaturity a lot of times. And, and that's why we have these. It's not that through the balance of the game, um, you know, we're usually just getting, you know, blown out. It's more of a, hey, the game's pretty tight. Now they go on a 10-0 run and separate, and we're not able to come back. So I, I believe our guys will come out tomorrow and play hard. They better. They better because that's that's the standard here, and that's what you know what we demand, and it better go that way. And the the last one I have for you is you talk about the inconsistency. I mean, we've seen you, your team play with the best teams right there with them, as you said, um, but not consistently enough this season for you know for your liking. Does your team have that it factor that you could put it together for four days and 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 do this? Like, does the team have that kind of maturity? We're not a very mature team. Um, that's been something that I've been very candid about. It, but what I do know is, look, we had five league games, I believe it is, that were decided in the last minute or two, games that at some point we all had a better chance to win than our opponent, and, and maybe like an 80% chance to win or 75 whatever it was within the final two minutes. And now getting one stop and one loose ball and one rebound or making one extra pass or getting quality ball movement or getting a free throw line ultimately determines winning and losing at that point in the game. So right now all our focus is on Air Force and doing what we can to be at our best because we certainly don't have a team where we can get ahead of ourselves. We've, we've got to focus all of our effort and energy on Air Force and, and keep, keep it there. And, and hope that our habits, our effort, our energy, our enthusiasm, you know, propel us to be successful on Wednesday and go from there. Tequila Embajador is the best way to celebrate the big game. That's the Las Vegas way of celebrating. Every sip of Tequila Embajador gives you that feeling that every weekend is one long holiday weekend. You can always make the right play call if you're in Las Vegas by celebrating big plays with a glass of tequila embajador at Michael T's Embajador Happy Hour daily between 4 and 6 p.m. The official tequila for Michael T's steaks, ribs, burgers, and sports bar at the corner of Warm Springs and Tanea. Big games, big weekends, great fans. Celebrate with tequila embajador. Coach's Quarter continues. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 96.9, The Drive. 
We have a great guest, Julia Abuzide, who is the general manager of the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite. And we want to talk a little bit about the world-class spa that you have up there. Julia, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Coach. Okay, so you have an unbelievable spa setup up there. It's kind of the it's kind of a diamond in a rough deal. People don't know a lot about it, but people that know about it understand how great it is and what kind of value they have up there. That's right. We do. We we're we're very fortunate to have an amazing spa out here. Um, a little gem in the desert, or um, you know, diamond in the rough. But we are we're thrilled. We're a full service spa and salon out here, and uh, we uh, we offer so many good packages. And our price point is is is, is very affordable for those that want to come out for a vacation. Yeah, and I think you know, and I think it's typical of the Casablanca. You've got great packages for everything. I know you've got a room and spa package. We we talk about the room and golf uh, package. Um, so people need to take advantage of this because it's basically a staycation for people in Vegas. It's a little bit, you know, it's about 70 miles. It's all interstate 15. Uh, you get up there, you're kind of in a whole different world once you get to, uh, the Casablanca. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are. We have, uh, we have a flavor of the season treatments out there. We have special hydration, uh, treatments for, for this winter that we're coming off of. We have a great two heated spa uh, pools out there, and and it's just been a great, great uh, price point and uh, and and spa that we have. Yeah, and you have all the amenities. I mean, I know when I've been up there with some, so I used to come up with some guys. You know, we'd come up, and sometimes we'd bring the wives. You know, wives would go, "We're going to the spa. See ya." That's right. We'll see That's you later. Right. They, yeah, they, we'll just. They, they... <laughs> They do love that spa. The women do, and the golf, the guys golf, and the women go to the spa. We just uh, over this past weekend, we just opened our um, our hotel pool. We heat it to eighty six degrees. Oh, so oh. it's open. It's open right now for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that staycation, come on down and and uh, enjoy the outdoor pool as well as the, uh, the the two heated pools in the spa. So if people are interested in booking a reservation, what number would they be able to call? They would call 877-GET-AWAY. There you go. There you go. And you needed to go online and check it out because, like I said, it's it's a it's a world-class spa. Trust me. It's a world-class spa. Um, I, every, everybody that's been to it just raves about it. I mean, all the, the wives and girlfriends uh, that, you know, when we've gone up there on, with little small groups and things like that, they just rave about it, you know. And then if you're smart, you go to Catherine's. That's right. We do. We have great fine dining. Catherine's here, very affordable. Um, some of the better restaurants in Vegas can't even uh, hold up to uh, what we offer here. So it is, it's definitely a great getaway, short drive from Vegas. You have your spa, you have your rooms, you have fantastic dining options. And, you know, there's a few slot machines out there for, for those that like to gamble. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, there is that, you know, there is that component too. So it's, uh, it's, uh, but it's a, it's a great facility all around. And as I said, for, uh, you know, the value that you get, no matter what you do, room, spa, Catherine's, um, even your, your daily, uh, you know, restaurant where everybody eats. I mean, there's some unbelievable deals in there. Yeah, we have actually going on right now a um, a fillet and lobster special in our cafe for twenty four ninety five. Yeah, that's get a four ounce fillet and a and a five ounce 
lobster tail. It's it's amazing. Our specials that we have, we have daily Chinese specials, uh, daily um, regular menus and as specials and so forth. But yeah, we, we do have great food out here, regardless yeah. if you're in fine dining or are, are just coffee shop cafes. Right. I mean, and, and I've been in the coffee shop and eaten with, uh, you know, Chris and some of the other execs up there. The Chinese food is yep. unbelievable. It's great. Oh, we have we have authentic Chinese chefs. Absolutely, <laughs> we bring them. We we import them from Vegas to, to Mesquite, so we we have nothing but the best out here. Yeah, and like I said, the, when you talk about Catherine's, and it, it is stone crab season up until May fifteenth, so you have the That's option right. of getting the stone crab, and you have. I, I had it last year, first time I've ever had it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yep. I mean, and they bring out this monster claw, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, are you kidding me? Um, yep. And just, you know, truly delicious, unbelievable. Uh, and then you've got the, and then you've got the, the, the menu at Catherine's at very reasonably priced. Uh, wines are unbelievably priced. I mean, you know, what you would pay at Catherine's for a bottle of wine, you'd probably pay three times as much down in Vegas. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you get a chance and you're passing through Vegas, heading north, stop at the Casablanca. Check out the rooms. Get a room and spa package for the young ladies. You know, uh, if you're a golfer, get a get to add the golf to it. They do have the room and golf uh, packages. And then if you're smart, you got to check out Catherine's. I mean, unbelievable. Um, and it was awarded one of the ro most romantic restaurants in Nevada, correct? That is correct. Absolutely. And Casablanca did win Best of Las Vegas for, um, we took gold in, in Best Destination Getaway. There you go. So we are, uh, we're definitely on top of the top of the list here in, in Mesquite. Yeah, it's a true, it's a true package, total package for whatever you want. And as you said, they do have a few slot machines and a couple of table games if you want to put a few dollars down and see if you can win some money, win some money for dinner or pay for the room or pay for the, the spa. So, uh, uh, Julia, I want to thank you for coming on the show, enlightening us uh, to what you have at the spa at the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Thanks, Coach, for having me. I appreciate it. We want to thank Julia for giving us an update on the spa at the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. So, um Again, we want to thank them. They're our sponsor for our show, the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. So, Julia, thank you for that report about the spa and also the Catherine Steakhouse. So, you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario? And the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada. You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, 
and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. You're listening to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-949 FM and Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, we've got some issues here. We thought that the Raiders were going to solely concentrate on building up their defense, but with the release of Richie Incognito pending and the trade of Brown, the tackle, Trent Brown, competed in 16 games over the last two years. Last year, he only played in like two games because of injuries. Um, so the trader Brown coupled with the release of Jackson incognito opens a crater like hole on a offensive line. So now in addition to trying to improve their defense, they've got to go back to building the offensive line to keep their car safe. Uh, the, the line that they had did a pretty good job. So, uh, Colton Miller and center Rodney Hudson will definitely be returning and starting back there again but it means as far as replacing the people that they've either traded or let go you've got free agents Alejandro Villanueva from Pittsburgh Daryl Williams from Buffalo Mike Rimmer from Kansas City are names to keep an eye on uh, while a ton of college prospects uh, are there but as I said a lot of talk in town about Gruden and now Mayock with some of what they're saying are blunders uh, with what they've done these last couple years. Um, so Gruden and Mayock originally gave Brown a four-year, $66 million deal. Uh, it's just not Brown, Tyrell Williams, Marcus Joyner. Those three free agent signings in 2019 totaled nearly $80 million in guaranteed money. And all were gone now. There was the Antonio Brown trade. Uh, Marcus Mariotto, who they're trying to get rid of right now. But they're having some trouble uh, finding any takers for his incentive-laden contract. Um, so right now, the Raiders at this point have positioned themselves about $34 million under the salary cap. With a chance of additional moves to slash even more off the top. But there's no certainty on how they will spend in free agency. Uh, and then there are also rumors of Carr's contract being extended. Uh, seems like Carr is definitely going to be the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders for the future. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue right now. But with the salary cap at $182 million, and the Raiders currently at 34 looking to go to another $10 million under that with Mariota, 44 under, does not give them a lot of wiggle room to make some trades. And now with this deficit on the offensive line, uh, man, there are going to be some issues coming up there. And I think what's really 
the talk of the town right now. The Raiders are going to have to hit a home run in free agency, restructuring some contracts uh, that get under the salary cap so that they can make some moves in free agency and also get to pick some very good prospects from the college ranks. And so, as I said, when everybody thought it was just going to be a situation where we're going to look to rebuild our defense, no, no, no. Now we've got this unbelievable hole in the offensive line. The line that is needed to protect Derek Carr um, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So the uh, another local team, Vegas Gold Knights, and we are affiliate radio station of both programs, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Vegas Gold Knights. The Knights are still in first place after their loss, their 2-0 loss to the Minnesota Wild the other day. Uh, play again tonight and um, at Minnesota. And the big question is Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone did not play in the first game and there was a significant impact, I think, on the Vegas Golden Knights play in that game. Well, they did not practice yesterday. So it's going to be interesting to see if those two will be in the lineup for tonight. Um, that game is on the NBC Sports Network. And right now the Knights are a minus 110. Total is five and a half. But if those two gentlemen don't play, Petrangelo and Stone, look for the Knights to really kind of keep this game low scoring and see if they can... Uh, Hold the Minnesota Wild. So, question again is going to be: Will Flurry come back to back uh, with these games? He was in the last game. Uh, the Minnesota Wild scored on a turnover on kind of a breakaway for Flurry, and then the second goal was on a breakaway with an empty net, and there was a slashing penalty. And under the rules, if it looked like it was a goal that was going to be made, uh, they the penalty is a goal. And that's why it ended up being 2 nothing uh, the other evening against the Minnesota Wild. So, uh, again, the Knights in first place by one point over St. Louis and by three points over Minnesota. So these two points are very, very crucial in staying in that first place position in the NHL. Honda West Division. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada.